and we are here for the Halloween special. She evacuates the home and the police meet her. They explain that the calls were coming from inside the house and that an unidentified prowler was calling her and killing the children. Oh, says. Hi, sir. Yeah. Fuck, that's horrid. So... Inside of the home were clear indications Janet had resisted her attacker. Blood smears and fingerprints were found on the living room and kitchen. terrifying as you'd expect and as he and Anne walked through the front door they were met with a ghastly discovery Welcome back to the OCP, the original Copycats podcast. Oh. This is series two, episode four, mm-hmm. and we are here for the Halloween special. We got we got Stephen behind us, Stephen um, the skeleton. Stephen the skeleton. Uh, he's a little bit deflated. Uh, don't worry about that. You Gary, Gary, Gary the ghost. <laughs> Stephen and Gary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll get that reference eventually, I promise. You'll understand why we're laughing at that. Uh, and then we got Spider Buddies yep. here and here. If you can see them. We wow. have got... Uh, pumpkin Pals. Oh, shit. Oh, Two pumpkins that. on the table. Uh, and I've got... Um, what was that? Fucking... It's a sweet potato. It's a sweet potato. Why have you got a sweet forgot, potato? I forgot the name of it then. I wasn't looking. I had, yeah, I know. I, you, I had oh, you had the eye, in my eyes. You had the eyeballs, didn't you? So yeah, so in honour of our, essentially this is the Halloween special, isn't it? Yeah. Part one, which was a little bit more laid back, just telling our urban stories, and then this one is the one we go full on in on the... With a few more scary versions of urban legends. Well, scary is subjective. Yeah, they're they're too big to... I was going to try and punch them, yeah. I've got a bigger head than you, so I thought maybe it might have worked, but clearly not. Bigger holes. Anyway, so... Yeah, uh, back again. Yeah, back again yeah. for the Halloween special part two, mm-hmm. uh, where we'll be discussing scarier versions of urban legends that we found on the internet. So, we'll kick off today's episode with our usual segment of anus. Oh, we'll anus. just get straight into it, so cue the music. Right, so uh, there's not much for today uh, because there's actually not that much I can find. Bottom of the barrel stuff. Yeah, like I said to Josh earlier, I'm a bit scraping the barrel for this one, but there we are. I was going to talk about um, 
our usual sort of when we do anus it always seems to be something that crops up to do with genitals there's always yeah there's always something to do and with genitalia i thought we should start by sort of addressing one title we're not going to go into this because it starts off sounding quite funny so this is the title jealous woman lured x into car park before trying to chop off his testicles during sex oh wow now that title's quite funny that's the sadistic <laughs> bastard coming out of me there. Oh. But when you start reading it, it's actually just a horrific story of some guy getting stabbed in the dick. Well, to be fair to you, mate, I mean, I don't know how stupid you believe I myself to be, but it's quite obvious <laughs> with the... <laughs> yeah, well, I thought... Well, the last one was talking about a well, wife I... who bit off... Or tried to bite off a husband's penis because he wouldn't get a rat out of his room. Yes, that's... Yeah. You know, I thought that was the level we're talking at. Yeah, but, know, but... It's not like you've said, jealous woman lured X into car park to try and bite, chop off his penis or testicles. And it's like, yeah, actually, they just went to fucking Burgish King. And... Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the story's quite self-explanatory, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, you didn't get my order correctly, that's it. Blue balls. It doesn't actually say why the woman was jealous. I read through the article. Unless I missed it and being like blatantly blind, it doesn't say anything. So you don't know why she's jealous and why she tried to bite, (laughs) chop off his testicles. We can make assumptions. She's a she's clearly the ex of this this man. So you know maybe she's jealous of the new partner. Maybe. Maybe. And she was in a car park, so maybe she was jealous of the new car he got. I wouldn't bite off. Oh, sorry. I I would. You'd bite off a penis for an... Well, it's not I got actually wrong, biting, it's That's what I mean, I got stabbing. the wrong, got the wrong uh, story. The yeah, yeah, I'm mixing the two stories up. But, I, I mean, what... It must have been a good fucking car. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll move on. So, yes. I was going to address that one. I saw another one that I was going to address, but this one's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Cow on a trampoline. <laughs> oh! <laughs> a, a sight to see. A sight to see. I, I can't die unless I've seen something as basically, significant. Basically, a cow had escaped a farm and <laughs> was found on a trampoline. That's, just, that's pretty much it. Just came across a child's trampoline. He was like, ah, yeah, I'll He actually go. got stuck on the trampoline. Wait, he tried to mount it. <laughs> you know what? I, was, I don't know why I was thinking this, but the first thing that came to mind is, you know the ones that parents sometimes dig into the ground? Mm. So the child, if it falls off, it's actually not falling as far because it's not yeah. falling outside of the trampoline. Sort of flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd still fucking hurt, but it's not as high as it would be if it was a, um, a raised trampoline. I was thinking, oh, maybe it's just stumbled across one of them. And it's just started having a fucking bounce. No. No, it's actually climbed <laughs> it's on climbed onto thing. this thing. <laughs> um, Queen grants rare royal pardon to murderer who fought off a terrorist knife attacker with a five-foot narwhal tusk on London Bridge. I had to reread that one. I mean, that... That title on its own is just enough to go, what the fuck? Why has he got a five-foot narwhal tusk? Yeah. On London Bridge. Do I think this, oh, do you this know is what? the link to it. The terrorists got there first. That's what it was. He's like, well, well this is going to come in handy. Oh, shit, there's a terrorist with a knife. Actually, <laughs> he's got that bastard's <laughs> nick my that spot. Out of the boot. Yeah, my, the bastard's nick my spot. So you got a, Alex has just got a link. Uh, he linked the to a website that describes the story better. Because I'm 
He's prepared. He's prepared. Except for the first story where he just literally said the title and moved on. Uh, (laughs) So, a convicted murderer who used a narwhal tusk to confront the London Bridge attacker in 2019 will see his 17-year prison sentence reduced under a royal pardon, according to the Ministry of Justice. Steve Gallant. Well, that's a very good name, isn't it? Wow. 47 years. shows I have read this. He could sell you a car. He could sell you... (laughs) He could sell me a pen. Steve (laughs) Or a narwhal tusk. I don't, oh, right. narwhal. Yeah, I want a bit of graphite in it. I want to know where he got it from. So, Steve, if you're listening, mate, or watching, if it's you know watching the clips on YouTube, please get in touch. Uh, yeah. I've never seen a narwhal tusk, and I would probably like to buy one from you. I got a narwhal much. tusk in my pants. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you knew that was coming. It's, well, gone hey. that, it's gone to that level already. Great, fantastic. Uh, right, yeah. Steve Gallant, forty-seven, yep. was on his day release at a conference organised. To... What a fucking what are the chances? Yeah. One day release, he just that's it, right? It's my one day out. I'm gonna grab me narwhal tusk and walk over London Bridge. <laughs> I was made for this. <laughs> Organized to help rehabilitate prisoners. It's my time. <laughs> it's my tusk. Uh, when the attacker, convicted terrorist Usman Khan, nice. fi- uh, fate. I thought I said finally. Fatality. <laughs> finally stabbed two people. Sorry, fatally stabbed two people in the Fishmongers Hall close to London Bridge last November. Images of him chasing Khan across the bridge with a five-foot narwhal tusk quickly spread across the, uh, around the world. Okay, I, just to put a pin into that bit there a second. Pop, there it is. Um, quickly spread around the world. We live in that country, and this is the first I've heard of this story. <laughs> <laughs> quickly spread around the world, my ass, because it clearly did not. Agreed, I would say. <laughs> exactly. You didn't even read the whole story. So you I had read to, the title. You had to find this, yeah. Gallant what? has received the Royal... Pre- Pro- oh, fuck me, mate. Jesus. <laughs> She's got to make it complicated. It work- Pre- you are Ro- now pardoned from your... your Come service. on, Alex, you're smarter than this. It's prerogative. Prerogative. Is it spelled like that? Prerogative. Right? Surely. It's a spelling mistake on the website. Let's just say it as that. I didn't think that's how that was pronounced. Oh, anyway. Um, Gallant has received the Royal <laughs> of Mercy by the Queen for his exceptionally brave actions, which helped save people's lives despite the trem- tremendous, tremendous, I was gonna say, tremendous <laughs> Sound risk. Sound it out. <laughs> tremendous <laughs> risk to his own. A spokesperson for the Ministry of Justice told the BBC... The last time a murderer received a royal pardon in the UK was 25 years ago when someone used a three-foot normal to... <laughs> he outranked them. I, I, if, if the conspiracy theories that I've listened to on other podcasts aren't anything to go by, that's not very true because she would have given herself royal pardons for all the children she ate mm, in Canada. That's a future episode. Oh, just when we're getting doody on. Just for, oh, mate, don't tease me like that. Don't tease me like that. Um, but yeah, there you go. So they just, you know, she's brushed her own pardons. She's got sovereign immunity, so she could have committed murder yeah. the day before this. She could have been dressed up as was a terrorist. the terrorist. She, she, I'm sure that's, oh my god, that's probably treason. He said it, <laughs> Your Majesty. He said it wasn't me. It wasn't the fat one. Please let me off. He can't run. <laughs> Fuck yourself. That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> the forty. <40th. clears throat> <laughs> 
A 47-year-old was jailed in 2005 after killing a former firefighter outside a pub what a in the northeastern city of Hull. After the, uh, under the pardon, he will be able to reduce his prison sentence by 10 months oh, and can okay. apply for parole in June 2021. Okay, so he's, it's, he's not officially pardoned then. He's just he, Yeah, he's not been like... Uh, what's the word? He's not been... Um... Yeah, given essentially immunity for his crimes, yeah, essentially. there's a word for that. I, I'm trying to... He's, he's not had all his crimes removed. He's not been given like a clean... Come on, prison break. Help me out. <laughs> it's prison break? Yeah, what am I trying a... to think of? I'm trying to think of something else. I'm trying to think of Brooklyn Nine-Nine when Doug Judy gets all his cases oh, yeah. revoked. You know, he's like, he's got over a thousand thefts or something and Jake's like... No, we got to give him immunity. But then again, that's where the immunity... He hasn't actually been arrested for his crimes. He's going in there to trade information for his immunity. So it wouldn't... Exoneration. Ah, there you go. Exonerated so When they're crimes. exonerated, there yes. we go. Finally there go. got there. If that stays in... Yeah, that'll probably be edited. Yeah. <laughs> in a surprising twist of events, the family of the killed firefighter, Barry Jackson has supported the decision. See, that's what I'm most surprised about, because when you read out that he was um, obviously arrested for killing a firefighter, I was like, yeah, great, he has stopped a terrorist potentially from killing or harming more people, but what a fucking prick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Out of all the people to... I'm not saying killing anybody's great, I'm not condoning that, but I'm just saying a firefighter... Somebody yeah. that risks their lives every day for There's obviously a deeper story to that. There must be. But the fact that they've they've pardoned it, I think it's because as well, he's not been fully exonerated from his crimes. He's mm. still being punished for that crime. He's just having 10 months sent, he's 10 months taken off and he can go for a parole on June 2021. So he's still getting punished for his crime and he could still potentially suffer for the next 20, 25 years. However, the, that's the, his first, his parole could be declined. Yeah. So it could be great. You've had 10 months knocked off, mate. Don't push fuck luck. You've still killed a firefighter. So, mm. Well, it says here there's a quote uh, from the family. Mm-hmm. I have mixed emotions, but what happened at London Bridge goes to show the reality that people can change. Jackson's son, Jack, said, according to The Guardian... It's Jack's son. Oh, no, hang on, I read that wrong, sorry. Yeah, Jackson's son, Jack, said, no, no, according in, to The Guardian. His name was Son of Jackson, wasn't it? And they named him Jack, so it's Jack Jackson. <laughs> uh, Jack also said he would not rule out the meeting of his father's killer in the future. Well, there we go. There you go, see. Um, that was a good story. That's a nice story. Is there more? Yeah, oh, at actually... the event, ah. the 28-year-old, this is the terrorist, yep. uh, who was wearing a fake explosive belt, Prick. pulled out a knife and started stabbing people, killing two of the conference coordinators... Jack Merritt, 25, and Saskia Jones, 23. Fucking pricks. He was later shot dead by police. Oh, that's fine. I and we'll leave it there, because that's a good ending. That is a very good ending, yeah, I think that's good. But I'm curious about, what did he do? Just have a sword fight with an armor tusk? Yeah, he, he parried the shots. And yeah. My God, sir. <laughs> Take off so, his glove, he slapped him. Bam! I challenge you. <laughs> okay, that was a good story. Nice find, yeah. nice find. So, uh, next one. Brunswick... Ma- uh, Brunswick... Man charged with assault after slapping man for barking. Did you? You've, you've mixed the sentence. Yes, I did. Maybe you've not put that on properly. Never mind. I, I wrote Brunswick charge man. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. 
Oh dear. Right, anyway, um, yeah, so Brunswick man charged with assault after slapping man for barking. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know if I can... I, I don't blame him. No, it's a bit of an odd... Go on then. If you tell me now this is where the barking man had some sort of mental disability, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slap you. Because <laughs> I've just said that I oh, wouldn't I blame him. I haven't read this, so... Oh. Do you want to print in digital? Add. Hashtag add. How do I get rid of that? Hey, mate. You're the one that's got your porn up. Oh. You want to subscribe? No. Go away. I want to read the news article. Did you check this link out before? Yes. It was yeah. definitely fine. <laughs> it was here, clearly. Good. Ah. Oh. Right. There's got to be another article on this. I don't know. Brunswick man charged with stealing gun. <laughs> What's happening in Brunswick? I know, this is where Where is Brunswick? Jesus, Brunswick man charged with distributing heroin. What the fuck? Terroristic threat? Against South. Oh, it's a North and South Charged with woman's drug overdose. Jesus. Yeah, we just... Oh, there it was. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. After charged with assault, after barking. Okay. Fuck that other... (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, each website I go on, it just keeps prompting me to subscribe to it, and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> God's sake! Oh, it's brilliant! Right. Well, if you're curious about that, go and look it up yourself. Because yeah, it's not letting me do it. For fifteen dollars for four weeks, you can subscribe and read that story for yourself. Just the once. Just the once. Women's. <clears throat> Woman's attraction to chandeliers rules not a sexual orientation. <laughs> what would it be? A light sexual orientation? <laughs> no, what would the orientation be titled? Shanda... Um... Queer? <laughs> wow. Shanda queer? I don't, think, I don't think you can say that. <laughs> You're proud of yourself for that, aren't you? Yeah. Shanda oh. queer. <laughs> Look, so most he's laughed and he said his own fucking joke. Hi, I'm Alex. <laughs> Shanda queer. Great. Great. Thank you Christ, very much. Don't say that while I'm drinking. Yeah, sorry. Okay, a British woman who has been in a relationship with a 92 year old German chandelier. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, you go. <laughs> the picture we're looking at. Is of a lady smiling, <laughs> fake sleeping, may I add. This chandelier is hugging her in ways that I've never seen a woman hug before. And I'm in a long, committed relationship. It's got three candles. Uh, mate, this thing's got... Yeah, this thing's... Four it's, candles. It's, oh, four, four candles. <laughs> nah, handles for forks. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah, but it's hugging her. Really tight. A British woman who has been in a relationship with a 92-year-old German chandelier has been told that her attraction to light fittings isn't considered a protected sexual orientation. Oh, wait, so she's requested that it can be. <laughs> she's got to send like, this off as a survey. Yeah, she's like, oh, right. She sent it off to the same people that fucking Logan Paul sent his fucking... <laughs> his, his, going gay for a fucking... 
No, it's fucking loss against KSI. Oh, right. Send yeah. it to the rejection committee. Get to an appeal. Yeah, yeah. Come to an appeal. It's like oh, Logan Paul. No, chandelier lady. Oh, actually, we'll give us a think. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say no. It's got four candles. <laughs> Amanda yeah. Liberty is not. <clears throat> Amanda Liberty is known not only for her attraction to chandeliers, but also for changing her name to Liberty after a self-declaring public relationship with oh the Statue God. of Liberty. I just read that before you read it out loud. I feel like this woman just wants attention. I mean, look at her. She looks like yeah, but she looks like somebody you'd date. Right, <laughs> we'll carry on. Liberty, a mid-thirties woman living in Leeds, complained that her that love. Makes sense. <laughs> Love for Lumiere. Ooh, that's... her name for the lamp she bought on eBay <laughs> was being mocked by the sun. <laughs> Only the sun. I mean, the sun's quite bright. You should probably like that. <laughs> the mirror had to go. That's not worth our time. <laughs> the Daily Mail. Nope. It explains why I didn't find it on the mirror. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There, she then. went on to argue that the article breached the code of conduct, which requires publishers avoid. Prejudicial or pejorative references to an individual's sexuality. Words. Big words. She she argued with the newspaper's article. She argued that the newspaper's Are article. You all right? No. <laughs> She argued that the newspaper's article breached the regulator's code of conduct, which requires. You just said this. It's the same fucking sentence. I'll give him that. Is one's just slightly longer. (laughs) Should check that out, mate. (laughs) Probably medical condition. (laughs) In any sense that that makes sense, it shouldn't be longer. (laughs) And if it is, it shouldn't be more than one. So the fact you're telling me to look it up and get it checked. I would have probably got it checked beforehand, mate. <sighs> Dirty little fucking... Genius. Liberty identifies as an objectum sexual. <sighs> an individual who is ad- attracted to objects. Okay. She objected to... <laughs> she objected to be included <laughs> in an end-of-year article by Sun columnist Jane Moore. More lamps, more like. Which nominated her... For a t- <laughs> Why the fuck? Well, well, how long have we been recording for? What, 20 minutes? If that, maybe? <laughs> the fuck is this, like, path that we're taking here? Like, you know, this is Which brilliant. Nominated her for a Dagenham Award. Two st- stops past barking. What does that even mean? The article about barking wouldn't load, if I remember <laughs> Prize. <laughs> Simply because of her sexual attraction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Something else is in your mind, mate. Are you right? right? Oh, we're still too loud. I can hear this thing going. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Right. <clears throat> her sexual right, attraction to Lumiere. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. In response to her complaint, the son said that they don't doubt whether her attraction to chandeliers is real, rather that the sexual orientation of the context of the press regulation code covered people who were attracted to others of the same sex, opposite sex, or both. Thus, it's not ruled to be discrimination. It gets weirder. The Sun also noted Mm -hmm. that she changed her surname to Liberty during a previous self-blah-blah-blah. 
We've already read that. Why bit. are you telling us the same thing? I tried to. I tried from? to sound like you. I knew what was going to happen there. Like, yeah, yeah it gets weirder. But you did know because guess what? Two paragraphs <laughs> earlier, you fucking read it. <laughs> you did know what was happening, and that's the last thing in it. That's the last paragraph. It gets weirder from a sentence we actually read out earlier. Fuck me. I, I pass. Pass yeah, on that. Join the queue, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people are passive, they've just never given you the opportunity. Well, they're always passing by, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's very true. Right, so we'll... we'll uh, is that is that anus? That's, that's anus. Cue the music. Thank you for not watching another useless segment. Right, so, uh, as I said at the beginning of this episode, mm. that this is the Halloween special, part two. Halloween! Urban Legends. So, I'm going to kick off today with the story that I sort of mocked your story for last time about the games console. Do you remember that? Like the game that you oh, could play? And then it, and it deletes itself. Deletes itself. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still stand by that. that it was ridiculous. Um, sure however, I get that it's just a story and we weren't doing scary urban legends. So, Of course you'd find it ridiculous. you find walking a good holiday idea. So. It is. Uh, if anyone enjoys walking, let me know. And your single lady or man. Yeah. Yeah, Alex up. Um, so this one is called Polybius. The story tells of an unheard of new arcade game appearing in several suburbs of Portland, Oregon in 1981. Something of a rarity at the time. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, the game is described as proving popular... <laughs> To the point of addiction, Ooh. which lines, uh, with lines forming around the machines, often result. What? What the fuck was that? I don't know what you're about. <laughs> just see this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're about. Okay. Just... Um, the li- with lines forming around the machines, often resulting in fighting over who would play next. The legend next describes. Line. Sorry. There's a line. There's no fighting that goes next, is there? It's the next in line. These people don't know how lines work. Are they British? Obviously not, because oh, it's Portland, Oregon. No, there These we go. damn Americans and their there queues. They don't know how to queue. <clears throat> Sorry to our American listeners. We yeah. are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love you're, you really. you're different. You're special in a good way. You get how to queue. You know we how have, to queue. We respect you. <laughs> you're part uh, of the British culture. With legend, uh, The legend describes how the machines were visited by men in black. Ooh. Who collected unknown data from the machines? I did mention Men in Black in the you last episode as well. So happy days! It's all coming together. Allegedly, possibly, maybe testing responses <laughs> to the game's psychoaddictive. <laughs> psychoaddictive. That's not a word. Psychoactive effects. Players supposedly suffered from a series of unpleasant side effects, including amnesia, insomnia, night terrors, and hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Approximately one month after its supposed release in 1981, Polybius is said to have disappeared without a trace. Okay. And that's why when you said, this one's about a fictional video game, I was like, oh, Polybius. But then you were like, no, it's whatever the thing was called. That one sounds just as shit as my one. (laughs) I'll take that. You know, I probably deserve that. Yeah, you deserve a lot worse. That's why you're wearing the fucking hat with pink hair. (laughs) Mate, I look fucking gorgeous. To be fair, my hair is probably bad enough on its own that you, mine's probably a distraction from what. Please don't do that. It's fucking grim. So I have one here that 
caught my eye because the hey that caught my eye <laughs> we have uh, for, the, for the audio listeners oh yes we, <laughs> we have sweets that look like eyes yeah well we did describe that at the beginning and what we've essentially just done then is throw the eyeballs in the air caught them um for a very basic sentence that really didn't need this much time spent on it and this is what you come to expect this on is, the yeah. ocp so this one is called The Babysitter and the Man Upstairs. I've seen this porno. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so this one caught my eye because this was one that I remember from my childhood. Yeah. I was the man upstairs. <laughs> you were the baby. <laughs> I was just sitting. Um, no, but I remember being scared of this one. Just like I was scared of the nails on the top of the roof of the car, like I told you in the last one. Which was... Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging. Wait. Oh, hey. Like <laughs> <laughs> the babysitter. So, uh, basically, this is a story about... A... <laughs> <laughs> um, Spider just fell off Josh's mic. <laughs> Again. For the audio uh, listeners, we have spiders yeah. on mics. <laughs> <laughs> Not real ones. No. Mine's purple. And mine's green. Yeah. Oh shit, we haven't shown the black one. There is a black one here. Mm. <laughs> Can you see? <Mate. laughs> what is wrong with it? Oh my god. This, this has just gone to shit. <laughs> this has just gone to absolute shit. So, basically... Um, this is a story about a babysitter and a man upstairs. Yeah. Uh, right, so I'll just read it, because that's probably easiest. Well, you're going to try your best. <clears throat> a teenage girl is babysitting at night. The children have been put to bed upstairs, and the babysitter is downstairs watching television. That's how they normally start. <laughs> the phone rings. The caller tells her to check the children. Did you call a plumber? <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a whole new fucking is, porno, wouldn't it? That's like the Avengers Infinity War. Hello? Porn category. Check the children. Have you checked the children? The most daring crossover. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Um, the phone rings, the caller tells her to check the children. The adolescent d- dismisses the call and goes back to watching television. The anonymous caller dials back several times. Eventually, the babysitter calls the police, who inform her that they will trace the next call. After the stranger calls again, the police return her call, advising her to leave immediately. She evacuates the home, and the police meet her. They explain that the calls were coming from inside the house, and that the uh, unidentified prowler was calling her after killing the children upstairs. Hi, sir. Yeah. Fuck, that's horrid. So, yeah, reading that was like... That's horrible. Fucking hell, that brought back memories, that did, from when I remember being told that. I was about to say, I was like, you don't have any kids. (laughs) (laughs) I am the killer. Um, No, but then I was looking through the wiki article that I got this from, uh, plagiarizing, and there was another point that said... There's several different versions of the story. I think you've just read it. Um, No, I didn't. Oh, that's all right. I was reading the... several uh, different versions of the story... And one of them 
was uh, quite funny because I thought this is like when a kid has heard the story and they've got scared. So they go to their parents and then they're like, oh, no, this is what happened. The caller turned out to be either one of the children or an elder sibling who decided to scare the babysitter as a prank. Oh my but God. they got told off by the police. Jeez, how would you not notice? What's it? Let's say that her name's like Sandra or something. Sandra! <laughs> they can't, what, they can't be older than 13. Well, when I used to answer the phone to people, they used to think it was my mum answering the phone because I had a like, very high voice when I was younger. So you could pretend no, to just, be if really you were feminine. Shut up. Stop it. What are you looking at me like? Stop it. Stop it. So I looked up if there was a possible origin to this story. And ah, yes. there is several accounts of someone called uh, Janet something or other. That's quite disrespectful. Right, I should have known her name. God damn. Well, you've hyperlinked. Well, yeah, I've Janet. basically copied and pasted this story. Um, but oh, yeah, will that work? I'm pretty sure it began with a C. Janet something. Disrespectful. We value Christmas. Janet Christmas. Christman or Christman. Right. So this is a unsolved mystery. Did she die? Yes. Oh shit! I just said that her fucking nipples were out. Oh my god, I didn't hear that. <laughs> you said it twice now. Um, oh no! So, the account that they... a cold day. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, this is the story that people cite as an origin. Janet uh, Christman, or Christman. Call her Christman. Okay. Because we don't go Christmas. No, but it might not be how it's pronounced. She's not here to tell us otherwise, so I'm going to call her... That is true. Christmas. Okay. She was 13 years old at the time and an 8th grade student at Jefferson High School. uh, Jefferson Junior High School, sorry. She was described as a loving, church-going teenager who had a knack for playing the piano in the choir, intelligent and independent for her age, working fervently for the things she desired. On the brisk Saturday of March the 18th, 1950... There was a dance party being held that evening for students. Janet had been invited to go by several of her friends, but declined because she had plans to babysit. She would often babysit for two families that were well acquainted with one another. The Romax, or Romax, and the Mueller's. On this evening, she was going to be tending to Ed and Anne Romack's three-year-old son, Gregory. All right, Greg hoping the job would provide enough money for a burgundy-coloured suit she had been saving up for for the upcoming Easter holiday. Dusk began to settle in, and around 7.30pm, Janet arrived at the Romax residence. The couple had recently moved to a rural and isolated home... um, Let's just give us the address. um, Directly... (laughs) If you want to send a mail, (laughs) go visit it yourself. Directly on the outskirts of Columbia... At the time, Anne was pregnant, and due to the recent and exhausting relocation, they hadn't been able to have a night out for just themselves in a long while. So when the chance arose to spend some time with friends and play cards, they capitalised on the moment, and... No, they capitalised on the moment. There we are. When Janet arrived... Maritime before we fucked up. 
<laughs> when Janet arrived, Anne assured her that Gregory enjoyed sleeping with the radio on and he shouldn't be too much hassle. Prior to leaving, Ed quickly taught Janet how to load, unload and fire a shotgun in case anything transpired. Typical American. Yeah. Violence. We love you, American audience. <laughs> in case Sorry. anything transpired. Yeah, I lost my place then. <laughs> and placed the gun near the front door. As they were leaving, he, sta- he stated that he would be uh, back soon and advised her to lock the door and turn the front porch on. Uh, front turn the porch wow. on. The whole porch. <laughs> Just flips upside down. It's on. As they were leaving, he stated that they would be back soon and advised her to lock the door and turn the front porch light on if anyone came knocking. With that, they departed in good spirits and went about their night. Throughout the evening, the weather began to worsen. The temperature dwindled down to the mid-twenties with a storm bringing in the rain and sleet. The robust winds swayed the nearby trees and echoed against the home. Despite the unexpected weather, there was no apparent cause for concern until 10.35pm, when Boone County Sheriff's Department received a, tr- a frantic phone call. Sorry, that looked like a T. <laughs> a frantic phone call. With the treacherous weather pounding in, pouring. <laughs> wow. It's the Spider-Man. <laughs> it's, it's Spider-Man. Peter Parker, get out of the fucking way. <clears throat> With the treacherous weather pouring in, the night for local police had been going relatively slow. When the sudden phone call began ringing, Officer Ray McCowan picked up the receiver and asked what the emergency was. He was immediately met with the howls of a woman screaming in sheer panic, uttering the words, Come quick! That's it, that's had it out of excitement. Come quick, officers, you dirty little nuns. Jesus. This woman's dead, man. Well, not in this scenario right now she isn't, and you just made it out like she just phoned the police and said, Come quick, officers. Please. Please. I'm lonely. He tried... To be fair, this was back in the 50s. I think we can take the piss a little bit. (laughs) It's too soon, mate. Too soon. Is it even proof that this happened? Yes, this is true. Oh, great. He tried intervening, but the phone line was cut short and the dial tone was all that could be heard. McCowan knew straight away the horror emanating from the female's caller's voice was genuine and not a prank by doltish teenagers. But all he could do was anticipate the phone ringing again, because the call was too short to provide a trace and the woman didn't mention any additional information as to what was unfolding or her whereabouts. I must say, thank God to modern technology, mm. whereas even a short conversation could potentially give you at least a decent it's amount scary, of isn't it, really? Oh yeah, it's terrifying. This this story. Sorry to everybody that's is watching on the video. The listeners, maybe not so much. Um, you might just see us staring at a screen. This is a lot to remember, so we're staring at a screen. Apologies, but I'm really getting into it, so I'm not if really you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, but I'm looking. Are down you enjoying it, listener? <laughs> Good. <laughs> But yes, I just wanted to apologise because um, I'm looking down at a screen and not really interacting. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Well, shortly thereafter, Anne Romack called home from the Moon Valley Villa, where she, her husband, the Mullers, and other friends were. 
to check on Janet and see how the night with Gregory was going. But nobody answered the phone. Considering it was quite late, Anne wasn't too concerned, presuming Janet had just fallen asleep. The Romax continued to spend a few extra hours away, and at approximately 1.15am, they decided to head home. It was at 1.35am when the Romax pulled into their driveway that was filled with rain and seeping mud. They noticed the porch light was on, and the front window blinds were open wide. This is a good story. It's good, because it's true as well. putting a horrible image in my head as well. As Ed began to fiddle with his keys to unlock the front door, he realised that it had already been unlocked. He was was perplexed. (laughs) He was perplexed. (laughs) He was perplexed because of the instructions of Janet before leaving as he and Anne walked through the door. Wow. He was perplexed. He was perplexed because of his instructions to Janet before leaving, and as he and Anne walked through the front door, they were met with a ghastly discovery. Thank you. That's all right. Are we going to look at these images and try and describe them to the listeners? There was no image. It just says graphic images. Yeah, but there was no images. Do the hyperlinks not do anything? You got a lot of hyperlinks. They're very was found sprawled they out. They weren't. On... They weren't hyperlinked on the website. Oh, they're not. No. Just click on one quick. See what happens. We can edit this bit out. Unless it's ready for this. Um, I think it's our duty to. Okay. Well, yeah, we can describe these. Okay. Right. This was obviously part of the crime scene, the investigation. All right. Just a heads up to um, all listeners watching or just listening. We've got a few images available to us. We're going to quickly describe them with as much. Um, respect and detail as we we can Um, we've had a quick look they're not too bad but obviously it is images that describe the current situation in which we are telling in the story and they're real and they are real pictures of the crime scene Um, so if anyone's of a nervous disposition or doesn't like anything like this then skip ahead uh, what should we say two minutes I'd say give it two minutes. Have a quick, have a quick listen. I know it's probably a bad, but to, yeah, just skip ahead two minutes. Um, and see yeah, what happens. We should be done in two minutes. Yeah. Hi, this is editing Alex here. Uh, ignore what we just said there. Don't bother skipping ahead two minutes. You'll want to skip ahead four minutes. Uh, we took a little bit longer than we thought we were going to, but just a little bit of a warning for all the people who don't want to listen to this sort of thing. That's fair enough. Skip ahead four minutes. Uh, right, back to the podcast. But yeah, so here we are. Uh, right, so we'll describe the images now. So the first one... Well, do you want to read the well, story? If we, get if we read it now, then two minutes is going to be up. So just go through up. the story. All right, yeah, that's fine then. Let's go for, the, go okay, for each so, images. Uh, three days shy of her 14th birthday, Janet Christian, Christian Christman was found sprawled out on her living room floor. Now this so is the first this picture. This is the first image, um, which basically she is led... So what we got here is a, a picture that's showing a piano, um, a sofa. Very old decor. Yeah, very old. Yeah. Black the, and white, obviously. The blinds are open um, yeah. on the front Curtains window, as drawn, described. Like, open. Yeah. Um, um, she is led on the floor. It's very out of shot. You can just yeah. see her leg. Yeah. And one slipper is inches away from her feet. Yeah. 
Um, there seems to be, to be some struggle. a lot of stuff all over the floor as if she's had some sort of commotion. Yeah, she's fought back, which I know is still horrible, the situation. I'm quite glad that she... It, it, was, it must have been horrible for her, but I'm glad that whoever did this may have gotten away yeah. with some injuries. Christ, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> Look at that. There's a coat on the sofa. Yeah. I mean, that was probably her coat. Yep. And she put that down, knowing that that's... Not knowing that that's the last time that she's That's it, it's just little things like that, doesn't it? But there's a dead flower on the table, which I presume to have been knocked over in the commotion as well. Um, photo number two is... Uh, so, uh, she was led in a pool of her own blood, soaking yeah. through the shagged carpet. Is that shagged or shagged? Yeah, well, this next shagged, bit is the it? bit that's... Uh, she had been violently raped and murdered. Her legs were spread out. This is the, this is the second picture. It's a little bit it's more self-explanatory. Just a picture of her legs. Yeah. Um, you've got a different angle now. Um, unfortunately, yeah, legs are kin, but this is from a different angle. So if you can imagine where this the bloke just, would have yeah, been stood. It's showing the other foot that hasn't got the slipper inches away from her. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ, what a position to fall in. Well, no, she was raped. No, I mean, like... She fell, and I mean that. Oh yeah. Do you, do you think she was raped after she was killed, or no? I think. Well, it said raped then murdered. Yeah. So whether I mean, it was in that. That's dark... a horrific position to fall in. Yeah. That that's just straight down. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there was no support on her way down. So if this guy's come in, he's he's slammed her to the ground essentially, from the looks of it. So her legs were spread out with her right slipper barely hanging from her foot. There was a head wound from a blunt instrument. There you go. Um, multiple puncture wounds from a mechanical pencil, which I presume is uh, a pen, but they oh, would I have see. called it a mechanical pencil yep. in the 50s. And a cord from the electric iron that had been snipped with a pair of scissors and bound tightly around her neck. And this is the... the last picture. Yeah, last image. Have. And again... And it's a close-up of her torso up to her head yeah. with what is literally an iron cord not an iron cord but a cord from an iron wrapped around her neck her she's got her eyes open still which is kind of freaky but nobody deserves this treatment and to see it's horrific this is the first time that I've heard stories real life stories from other podcasters and they do very similar things they'll describe the incident what's happened because some people will prefer it to be described than to actually see it themselves I believe myself to be one of those people this is the first time I've ever seen true crime scene photographs of an incident that I'm reading or being read a story to and it just brings a whole other meaning you actually see it and it's and the fact that She's led on the floor with yeah. a pram behind her. Yeah, it makes it really you feel really home. The fact that there were children here. Yeah, and it makes you feel helpless. Even though this happened 60, 70 years ago, you're like, I can't help but feel helpless. That I just wish somebody was there that could have helped her. Yeah. But, so, but yeah. So if you've just returned story. from the skip that you did, I hope we we got it reasonably correct for you. If not, we do apologise. Um, but that is the last of the images now, so we're going to continue with the story as normal. Uh, there is still quite a lot of the story that's that's in front of us right now, so there could still be more gruesome descriptions of what's happened to this... Uh, Not really. ...young woman, but Alex has read it. I haven't, so I'm just... Yeah, I reread this one just out yeah. of respect. I didn't want to get anything wrong. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, a few feet away was the landline phone dangling off the hook. The reason that Anne was unable to get her on the phone earlier yeah, yeah. that evening. The sight of this horrifying scene sent Anne into a hectic state 
as she darted up the stairs to check on her three-year-old son, Greg, who had been unharmed and shockingly was still asleep, oblivious to the horror awaiting downstairs. Such a shame. And it's, it brings it home to me as well, because that, that little boy's only a year older than Isabel. Yeah. And I can imagine now how, how alert Isabel is to everything. And the fact that this little boy slept through all that, I, in a way, I'm quite grateful. Because I feel like if this guy was as sick and twisted as he clearly was, if a little three-year-old boy came down curious about what's happened, that could have been a completely different end to him. Mm. So as horrible as this story is, I kind of see that as a tiny but significant silver lining to it, you know? Yeah. So as a father, that hits you differently. If anybody's listening to a father, I don't know if it's hit you the same, but it's just hearing that there's a potential for a child to be involved, it, it does hit you. Yeah, so, I get that. Yeah. So Ed Romack hastily dialed the police, and they were dispatched immediately. Sheriff Glenn Powell from Boone County Sheriff's Department arrived with numerous detectives and bloodhounds. Unfortunate complications soon arose, however, when Lieutenant uh, Joe Douglas from the city police, a different jurisdiction that hadn't had uh, that hadn't any authority since the Romacks lived a hundred yard away from the city limits arrived at the scene and attempted to take reign of the investigation. The battle of leadership had the separate agencies being uncooperative with one another, and though answers unravelled quickly, there were many disagreements amongst the two groups. Which is I mean, just, you think, terrible. get your fucking priorities yeah. straight. Jesus It doesn't Christ. matter about fucking jurisdiction. You've literally got a 13, nearly 14-year-old girl... Who's dead and, and been a raped. really... And fucked up sort of yeah, family from that you're fucking prioritising who's got jurisdiction and priority as the crime scene pretty much yeah inside of the home were clear indications Janet had resisted her attacker yeah blood smears and fingerprints were found on the living room and kitchen where the back door had been unlocked uh, and left ajar as the police followed the trail outside the search dogs managed to track the assailant's scent one mile up from Stewart Road to West Boulevard and across West Ash Street before losing the trail. Back at the crime scene, an adult male's foot, foot, uh, yeah, footprints yeah. were found near a side window of the residence that had been shattered with a garden hoe, where several authorities believed the perpetrator had gained entry, primarily due to muddy papers found on a piano that was situated nearby. So that was the piano in the yeah. first picture. yeah, yeah. Well, that was a bit of a distance from the window, though. Unless it was a window we didn't see on those pictures. It might have been, unless they had two pianos. Yeah, fucking hell, these guys were men, didn't they? Oh, it's 1950s, it might have been a cheap Might have been, yeah. yeah. It's oh, that was vibrating. Uh, the method of entry is where the two jurisdictions collided. Due to Ed's instructions he gave Janet, many detectives suspected the perpetrator knew Janet and tried appearing friendly to get inside. This theory was substantiated by the front porch being turned on, yeah. as he told Janet to do so if someone came to the door, the loaded shotgun nearby untouched, and the apparent knowledge as to where to locate the electric iron to use the cord as a murder weapon. That's very true, yeah, it could have been a family friend or something. Yeah. All you have to do is say, oh, is, is Janet there, or, or what was the parent's name, sorry, it wasn't Janet. Yeah. Anne and Ed, yes, yeah, so and, and, and Ed there, and you're like, oh yeah, no, they've just gone out for a bit. It could have been something as yeah, simple as it could that. Have been. You never know. It's just scary. Yeah, that's fucking dreadful. 
Oh, goosebumps. That is, yeah. Well, that was a good story. Good one. That's a nice clip for the for the no, YouTube. I think so. Yeah. Cool. So uh, we move on to something a little bit less in detail now. Yeah. Um, this the, one is called The Roommate. Just the title alone. I know you're going to read it in a second, but the title alone's given me fucking feelings about this story already. Yeah. Just so, yeah. Similar this to was the one hanging. I knew when I was younger. Oh, did you you know a lot of these. What, who the fuck's telling you these stories? I don't know who stories? told me. There was loads of them I heard in school. Just you random people would tell me these stories. We went to school for, together I for a while, and I don't remember I heard a few when I was in Scouts as well, because we'd have campfires oh, okay. a lot. Oh, so it would just, just be stories me. being oh, told around a campfire. Sorry, I keep forgetting how close that thing is actually to my face. So this one is called The Roommate. Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? So, uh, I'll give you the, the version that I know. So it is a, a girl who is in college or university. Right. And you obviously share dorms with people in um, university in the UK and in college sometimes you do in the US I believe I think college is the university yeah so I think they have uni do they? I don't know American listeners uh, let us know yeah please um, so the version that I knew was basically this girl uh, goes back to her dormitory mm-hmm. uh, in uni or college and um, her roommate is asleep in there so she leaves the lights off, goes to grab something that she's forgotten, like books or something, pen, or yeah. dildo. And <laughs> Whoa, fucking hell. That took a twist. And uh, takes it off of her friend. <laughs> you don't be needing that. Give it here, Gareth. And Gareth? <laughs> oh, my God. So she uh, grabs the thing. Yeah goes back out comes back later on in the night and goes to sleep okay when she wakes up in the morning her friend is dead oh shit and on the wall scrawled in blood is aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light that's fucking horrifying yeah why was it the roommate that was picked out in that scenario because don't know from that just small story you've told there my assumption is obviously they were in the room because they didn't turn the light on um, the killer just stayed hidden. Mm-hmm. She grabbed what she wanted, left. Yeah. But that means that that killer's either been stalking that student. Excuse me, one second. <laughs> um, either been stalking that student for a while, for some reason, or it's just random, off the cuff thinking maybe it's a maybe a single room that it's been occupied, so it's an easy kill. Yeah. But that just. I mean, I feel like these urban legends aren't really supposed to be thought about too much well yeah but then if I just accept him be like oh yeah maybe so he, like I was back so 11 kill, years ago wouldn't kill the first just the one that walked in and then the other one if you you're clearly getting some sort of thriller well, what if the one that walked in was supposed to come back out in two minutes or something like that she was like oh, I'll be back in a minute and then she doesn't return more students come in find the murderer in there kill both of them they'll be like yeah, you caught She's me. Crouched behind her. Oh, it's fucking Among Us, isn't it? That's sus. That guy in the corner is sus. He's wearing red. He's wearing... <laughs> I've nah, just, it I've was just white seen him. All right, white, you're out. <laughs> I've just seen him vent. I've just seen him vent into the room. Well, here is another account of it. Got him. Supposedly, at a college, a girl who was studying late uh, went back to her dorm 
to get some books or notes mm -hmm. so she wouldn't disturb her roommate she didn't turn on the lights uh, when she got her stuff from her desk she left yeah. uh, later <laughs> when she went back to the room she found her roommate dead and a note written on uh, with lipstick on the mirror it said aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights so it's very very, it's very similar, similar. Yeah, yeah. but it's just a mirror instead of a wall yeah and lipstick instead of blood yeah uh, so there is uh, a account of this possible origin thing. Mm -hmm. uh, a young lady is alone in her apartment. She goes to bed with her dog on the floor beside her. Oh, a bit of bestiality. In the middle of the night, she is woken up by a strange sound. She is alarmed, but reaches down to the dog, who licks her hand. She is reassured by this and goes back to sleep. In the morning, she finds the dog hung in the shower. Where the dog slept, she picks up a note which read, Humans can lick too. That's grim, isn't it? That's horrible. Oh. There is a, a 19th century version of this. Oh, God. Right? An old, old is... urban legend. Yeah. Which I'm going to read in received pronunciation, because I think it, it, it warrants that. So... One of the guests told uh, of a clergyman who uh, was arrested... Uh, <laughs> was arrested <laughs> definitely says aroused <laughs> I'll read that again one of the guests told of a clergyman who was aroused in the middle of the night by his wife who said John dear I'm sure there is a robber under the bed I hear him moving do get up and see so he's got a rock on <laughs> John there's a fucking guy under the bed John replied Oh, it's only the newfoundland dog. I just put my hound out, and he licked it. Next morning, all the jewellery and many other effects had disappeared. Uh, yeah, so, that's uh, an urban legend. Okay. Um, I've got another one here, and I had not heard of this one. Yeah. You said you may have heard of this one. Uh, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read... This sentence here i'm guessing it's probably what you said it was yeah yeah i think it is and um i'll, I'll wait for you to read the whole story before i determine it uh, okay. tell you where i've seen it from but um this is one of the stories that you're reading now that i've heard and you haven't necessarily mm. hadn't experienced or heard before so so you might have heard of the 2015 comedy slash horror hybrid film but the real story of krampus is just as terrifying as you'd expect. National Geographic describes Krampus as a half-goat, half-demon, horrific beast. Horrific. Horrific. Let me go. Horrific. I think that should be horrifying beast, but there we go. Krampus is the bad cop to Santa's good cop. While the jolly-bearded fellow up north gives the nice kids presents... Krampus aims to scare the naughty kids into behaving better by beating them with birch branches or hauling them off into hell in sacks. So, yeah, this is it. This is the same I'm thinking time. which one is worse because, you know, birch is pretty hard. Yeah. But, you know, hell. Well, that's it. Well, in... in do you want to get cramps? <laughs> do, you wanna, do you want cramps? You want Krampus's wood or do you want to go and get hot with him? Oh, I thought was going to... Do you want to yeah, do you want his word or play with his sack? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Krampus? I'm glad you said that, because I couldn't think of one. 
Well, yeah, no, just before you finish on that, yeah, this is yeah, it's from Grimm. I saw it from Grimm, and it is the exact same. We um, all know how Josh feels about Grimm. Oh, I've got enough Grimm. <laughs> so, he's mainly a German and Austrian yeah. figure. Yeah. Though other countries have their own versions, and traditionally, he shows up on de- December 5th, which is known as Krampusnacht, which is Krampus Night. I believe as well. Uh, along with the story of just of Grimm, I don't think it's the same. I think they added a little twist to it. But you've got it's a curse that happens. I think every five years, so it's not every year. It's every five years. He would come. He'd find. Um, I think the opening scene is uh, kids stealing from families that have just gone to do their Christmas shopping. Oh yeah. And they go to a car park. They've opened, ripped open the presents, and essentially this guy's come and he's picked them up, thrown them in the sack, left a lump of coal in the place of the child where he's kidnapped. So he's the Grinch. Except he puts the children in his sack and carries them away. To... I've watched a very it's different version hell. of the Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not to hell, though. I believe they they get buried. And it's like a sacrifice. Oh. It's not going to hell. Well, they That's probably are after the sacrifice. Yeah. So on the, tw- I think it's every he goes out for three nights every five years, and on the third night is when the children get killed. Yeah. I'm very surprised I remembered that. Though no one quite knows for certain, this tradition is often believed to have begun when the Moors raided European towns, kidnapping locals and selling them into slavery. Okay. And there is a picture included here, which mm-hmm. may or may not be from Grimm. I think it's just a Halloween. I think thing. it's, yeah, because the, the guy I'm thinking of didn't have as big horns. And it basically looks like what you would imagine an orc from Lord of the Rings or a goblin or something like that with giant can relate to giant horns yeah it's uh, just a yeah, man just... goat with a Santa coat on with giant and horns a and a hairy face. suit yeah. imagine Alex with giant horns and a Santa hat on and cloak there you go so the next one we've got is called Pinky Pinky so while the American kids had Bloody Mary to terrify them out of going to the bathroom alone girls in South Africa had Pinky Pinky a demon who shocking <laughs> a demon with shockingly pink hair who would target women just for trying to use the bathroom bastard yeah according to the South African just that one South African <laughs> Pinky Pinky the spokesperson of South Africa <laughs> Pinky Pinky particularly does not like girls who wear pink underwear it's a bit nonsense, yeah. And has been known to attack, rape, or even murder them. Jesus. Men can breathe a sigh of relief, however, because Pinky Pinky only appears to girls. Well, thank fuck. We have got Blue Bastard. <laughs> blue Bastard? Is this a real thing? Or did you no, just... I just made that oh, up. I was just about to say, fucking hell. Blue Bastard. Right, so uh, before we finish today, because I feel like... This has been quite a, a chocker block. It's been mad. It took us less full. time to record our latest skit that you may or may not know about by this time. We haven't Probably decided Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, then it has to record this fucking podcast. Yeah. And this is easier to set up. The camera has died. Uh, yeah. It's stopped recording twice yeah. because of the... Memory. Film. Yeah. Um, <sighs> what are we getting there? We're getting there. We're nearly done. We're nearly done. Bear so, with us. there's two more things I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, the first is related to Halloween 
in some ways because this is my story of when I went on a ghost walk with uh, my mum and my little brother. We went to a small sort of, I don't know whether you class it as a village or a town. What's Rawton? A village? Town. Town. Yeah, maybe. Town. Uh, yeah. I apologise. Um, so there's a... Thank you. <laughs> Sorry about that. There's Didn't a want to town, miss opportunity. Um, near our town of Swindon called Rawton. And we met this woman there who was doing a ghost walk. Right. Uh, I can't remember her name, but we Mary. met her. Yeah, why not? Mary. Uh, we met Mary in a churchyard. So spooky surroundings straight away. Mm-hmm. And we arrived and she had an umbrella with her. Right, It wasn't raining. Heaven forbid. Um, yeah. What a bitch. And <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Mary. And uh, she was carrying this rucksack on her back. And it was like laden with all these weird things like a, it had a small dream catcher on it and stuff like that oh no she's not one of them yeah oh and god i thought okay well fair enough each to our own and uh, <laughs> more people joined because we thought it was just us for a minute and we thought oh shit so more people joined there was two women who turned out to be lesbians result didn't know that no not even that sort of lesbian it was the butch kind of lesbian so it wasn't like oh. anything pleasing for men <laughs> wow um <laughs> yeah, i thought you'd take anything at this point to be fair mate mate <laughs> what <laughs> consent um <laughs> so these two women turned up and then there was another couple a man who looked like he really didn't want to be there and a woman who looked like he didn't look like she didn't want him to be there there's two butch lesbians mate that's, that's why uh, what is going on <laughs> sorry Josh's mic cover just fell why off. is mine always so loose as well and I'm loose not, women not talking about my fucking vagina yeah why is he facing me oh, now? Oh, sorry. What's wrong with you? Get his legs sorted. <laughs> anyway. It's 90 minutes. <laughs> um, yes, so we met in the churchyard. And she said, right, okay, well, we're going to talk about some ghosts today. And I was under the impression that we were going to actually see some ghosts. I thought this was a ghost tour. Now, it was just a ghost walk, and we were talking about ghosts. That was literally it. And I thought, oh, well, this isn't exactly what I thought it was. (laughs) So that was a bit shit to start with. But we were walking through Rawton, and every now and again we'd stop somewhere. And she said at the start, um, don't worry about um, it if you're at the back of the group, group being six people. You know when you're Um, gone because of the screams. Yeah. Uh, she said, don't worry about being at the back of the group. I've got a very loud voice. She didn't. Um, 
What she did have, however, was a globule of spit that would continually oh, travel from the top lip to her bottom lip every time she spoke. What's wrong so with like, you? What the fuck are you putting that in my head? That's the scariest story I've heard all day It's so Halloween, far. mate. Get used it's to fucking it. Fucking grim. So we were walking down the street and she was talking about all these different ghosts. And there was one ghost in particular... Uh, that stood out to me because we got to this house and it just looked like a normal house. It was. Just like a normal house, right? Yeah. And she goes, now, we're not going to go too close to the house because <laughs> I don't want to offend the ghost. Oh. So what we're going to do is we're going to stand over here and we're going to look at this house and apparently there's a, a little boy that lives in the upstairs house, uh, upstairs room of this <laughs> house. <laughs> upstairs house. Upstairs um, house on the house. And the owners don't like me going near the house because it offends the ghost. And I'm thinking, no, what's happened here is you've just come down here way too many times. The owners are like, fuck off. Yeah. This <laughs> you is crazy a, bitch. This isn't a haunted house. Fuck off. And oh so my God. We, we walked around for a bit. It was freezing bloody cold. It was like February, I think sort of time yeah it was this year I think that's weird I was scratching my neck and my um, hair on this wig was pulling at the back and I was like what the hell is touching me (laughs) Steve (laughs) yeah so we just slowly dropped down as this episode (laughs) chilling (laughs) sort yourself out mate pull yourself together Uh hey Um, yeah so we walked around Rawton and at the end of it we sort of reconvened at a pub and we had a pint and a chat of course you would because you're an alcoholic and I think I mentioned this in the last episode we did when we were talking about ghosts that my work has sorry that was moving I was wondering what it was Um, my work has the story of the third floor being haunted and the sign of sign um my shed having some weird noises and stuff going down the side of it oh, do you yeah. remember that yeah 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 so i once took a picture of the outside of the shed because it was a nice day just took a picture of the sheep field out there right <laughs> and there was a little green orb on the picture now i showed my mum this picture and i said oh it's you know i caught the sun in it but she went oh that little green orb um, I've heard that that is a friendly spirit. And I went, oh, God, don't tell me you believe in that sort of thing. And she was like, well, no, not really. But, you know, I've heard that's what it is. And I said, oh, right, OK, well, great. He must be the one that stole my tool from work. The garden hose Bastard. went missing. Yeah, that friendly, is he? a cunt. Fucking and tosser. She was like, oh, maybe, ha-ha. And then <laughs> when we were in this pub... She decides to tell the woman about this picture I've got. And I was like, oh, Christ. So, basically, in front of the whole group, this woman asked me to explain what happened with this ghost and how it affects me at work. And I was like, great. Well, you look like a fucking idiot in front of yeah, everyone. Even more of an idiot. I mean, you don't really look like that much of an idiot because you're in a company of people who believe somewhat in ghosts. Yeah, but so. you, you still find a way. 
You've, Cheers. <laughs> you're talking into confidence the, booster. You're talking into the anus of a green spider right now. Oh my god! See, I've draped more legs than Maria. Yeah. Uh, so there I am talking about this bloody green spot, and she gets me to show her the picture. And everyone else is having like a pint around me, and they're all avidly listening and watching. And she goes, "Oh yes, yes, that's definitely a spirit." What it is, is probably a friendly gardener spirit who uh, <laughs> is just having a little game with you. Really? And I was like, huh, what a funny coincidence that he just so happens to be a gardener, mm. which is what I do. And I yeah. met one. He was a truck driver for DPD. <laughs> <laughs> he had his 10.30s and, <laughs> and 12 o'clock premiums to deliver. He Once was worked red. in McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you fuck you we've gone so long without being mentioned fuck yourself god my, well my spirit was red because he was in uniform at the time I was so, angry yeah well I, well I would be but so I yeah I, I spoke about that and then she started talking about the whole Hugh Street thing uh, which was my old house and how the light switch used to turn itself on and off again Forty wiring, yeah, probably. That's what my granddad said it was. I, I, I but that—that's pretty much the story of that. It's not actually that interesting. <laughs> I thought it'd be a funny story at the end. Um, now, my mother used to do piano lessons when she was younger, and her teacher was called Mrs. Loveday, right? Right. And unfortunately, Mrs. Loveday passed away. Um, when I was very young so I never got to meet her properly and when I was very young probably about three four Mm. hadn't been talking long um, we went to visit her grave in the graveyard with my mum and my grandma and I didn't know Mrs Loveday obviously yeah I didn't know her name didn't know she even existed we just went to... The, I don't remember this either. So I'm just telling you what my mum told me. Mm. We went over to the graveyard. Mum had a vague idea of where the grave was. But didn't really know, I don't think. And my grand didn't know. So I run over to this grave. And I point to it. And I said, Daisy. Now, fuck me if that's not the name of the bloody woman. You can read. Congratulations. It wasn't... No. It it wasn't... Like... What? I can't read at three. You like, said possibly four. There's a chance oh, you could read sake, four. Three or four. I couldn't read, right? Yeah. I didn't know her name was Daisy. There was no daisies either on the floor because I didn't know what a daisy you're, was. You're, you're a bit random, though. Like... <laughs> why would I say daisy? Mate, why do you say half the <laughs> shit you do now? <laughs> exactly. Uh, colonoscopy. <laughs> oh, that, that was the name of. Uh... <laughs> See, yeah, it doesn't make yeah, sense. I can't you were say four a random years word. Old. I mean, you're a freak, but like, come on, man, come on. You could have. So, yeah, I mean, that's weird. The weirdest did, part. Did of I have some you. sort of thing? And that was another thing. While we're on topic of weird things that have happened. I once had a dream of my uh, great-grandparents, who I've never met, 
and I described them once to my mum, and she said, "Yeah, that's them." Already, and never met them. Yeah, never seen a picture. They had nose, mouth, ears. But you're asking for a fucking it. Eyebrows. <laughs> That's them. <laughs> First name colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, yeah, um, I think your mum was just watching you describe people. It's like, how the fuck do I shut him up? <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. That's You're a child genius, Alex. That's your great grandparents. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna fucking know. Wow. Uh, I was going to talk about these two articles that, well, two links that uh, Kelsey sent me. The first was of a video of these uh, people who did an Instagram live thing where they went to a a site somewhere up north, I think. And it was basically a pagan ritual site where people had tied ribbon to trees to basically pay their homage and respect to witches. Um, But there wasn't actually that much in it which is a shame because I thought that might have been a good talking point but there wasn't ribbons yeah ribbons ribbons and pieces of clothing to represent children that have gone missing or something like that ribbons Um, it was 30 minutes pretty much of just bollocks ribbons which is what you come to expect here to be honest yeah 30 minutes if you're lucky yeah yeah, 30 minutes of anus that's just anus yeah Um, and the second thing was she sent me a link of um, the most haunted places in Swindon and there was one that I read, which was very, very close to my house. Uh, Your house? Yeah. Let's see if I can find it. Whilst you're finding that, there's a hamster in a cage going absolutely fucking mental. <laughs> Josh has and... hamsters, by the way. There's not, not just a random hamster that's appeared. <laughs> no, let's rephrase that. Josh does not have hamsters. No, Kelsey, Kelsey has, has hamsters. hamsters. I'm not being associated with these fucking little vermin. As cute as they may be sometimes. No thank you. Oh, come on. I'll sort it out. Right. Yeah, it's this one here. So this one, the description of this one house... Although only renting the property for six months in 2001, a family reported a number of events which would only occur in the living room. This included a TV which would switch itself off, a telephone answering machine which played itself, dimming lights, a smoke alarm which would sound even with, uh, when the power was dis- disconnected, and the smell of a man's aftershave. So... Yeah, weird. Scraping the barrel this fucking episode, aren't <laughs> <don't> we? <laughs> it is currently half past midnight. <laughs> You're telling me about some freaky ass fucking house near yours that I I don't have many words of explanation for it. No, that, I didn't really know where I was going with that. Yeah, to be no, honest, I know you're um, fucking crazy. So yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably it for this episode of the OCP. Yeah, I don't have any stories. Of no. I, uh, I thought I saw a lion ghost when I was a kid, but... I sort of thought I saw a dog ghost. Definitely a dream. Well, sorry, are we talking about you again? Yeah. You've done nothing but chat out your ass this episode. <laughs> All I'm saying... 
Uh, yeah, I thought I saw a lion ghost, and then I woke up. It wasn't a ghost. I was asleep. I don't know whether you've told me that before, or I whether I'm it. now thinking I've had that experience as well. I've mentioned it. I was in the top bunk on uh, in my house in Dunsford Close. Yes, I think you did yeah, tell me and that. And it was at the edge of the bed, but then I woke up. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I saw a child once at the end of my bed. Don't fucking twist that. You definitely did. Christ. It wasn't a The ghost. fact that I have to say that now. It was alive. Um, no, it was dead. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Right. Um, All right. Can you carry yeah, on, so, please? What's wrong with you? I think that'll do for today. Well, that'll do, donkey. That'll, that'll do, do, donkey. Go the right way for a smack bottom. Great. <laughs> so, um... Onions Thanks have layers, ogres have layers. Shut the fuck up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening and watching the uh, Halloween special. If you've gotten to this, this part, thank you very much. Oh, we, we had a few props that we didn't include. Whoa. We've got our axe. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, your favourite one. And... Yeah, the a leg. leg. If, yeah, yeah, you know, cause Yeah. why not? Yeah. And a broom, which I can't be asked to grab. No, you, um, you've just been taking it apart. Oh, probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, probably not. Thanks. No. Um, so I hope you found this entertaining. If you have, and you've gotten this far in, if you leave a comment saying... Um, oh, you're getting on that bandwagon, are you? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good <laughs> idea. That way we can see if people have listened all the way. You know, that's just going to um, be demoralising when no one comments. Yeah, but... <laughs> Fuck it. One day they might, you know? It might be nice to have a comment. Dave, if you're listening, mate, <laughs> I know <laughs> you comment and like a lot of it. Thank you for your support. Yeah, um, cheers, mate. Pink-haired nonce, please, if you could write that on <laughs> <laughs> If you could put that in the comments and give us a like, or not, fuck them. Who cares? Share it. You know, maybe. if we get lots of listeners now, get yeah. to this point, it's just going to be inundated with pink-haired nonce. And then further yeah. people that are listening to this are going to be like, oh, I wonder what this original Copycats podcast is. Pink-haired nonce? Yeah. What the fuck? That could be worse. What? Ginger-haired nonce. At least I've described you as just today as being a nonce. Look at you, mate. Look at you. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's I my, look by the way, that's my fuck. daughter's fucking hat for Halloween, by the way. She's two years old, and it fits him. Yeah? He can disguise himself amongst children. i got no words, mate. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Like... <laughs> you put me in a corner. And Just I... for clarification, <laughs> uh, Alex is not a nonce. Thank you. Um, I, I, I can't believe I have to put that out there, but there is... Yeah, somebody out there would probably believe it. So, yes, yeah, just a clarification. He's not a nonce. Um, he doesn't actually have pink hair as well, believe it or not. Um, and by putting those two things together, it doesn't make him a pink-haired nonce. This time. I'm now going to put a cloth-felted ghost on my face. I can't say you don't get classic comment... Uh, content here at the original copycats podcast mate you look more fucked than you normally do <laughs> right new comment ghost covered nonce <laughs> <laughs> she ted that's the also 
Got a goodie, Shathid. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha, shithead. Alright, thank oh, you. The spiders turn around. Yeah, so we'll finally end this thing. Um, I can go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. So if you've been enjoying, enjoying our uh, episodes lately, do leave us a, a comment, like Josh says. Uh, go check us out on all the socials. All the socials. Uh, we uploaded a bit of a trailer, so if you've got any friends that don't really know uh, what to do with their life and <laughs> they want a podcast to listen to, tell them to go listen to the introduction of the OCP. I'm sure they'll get an idea of what we're like from yeah. that I talk about Gooch yeah yeah and he calls himself Christian yeah. um, no I asked you to call me Christian yeah if you spit on my Gooch hi <laughs> <laughs> oh. thanks thanks for listening yep so thank you for listening to the Halloween special we will catch you in the next episode well, we don't know what we're talking about we yet, but we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. So, yeah, see you later. Bye. Bye. Mate, it sounds like you're fapping. <laughs>